George, my man, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you so much for having me on, much appreciated. Thank you for being here, thank you for your patience, as this studio was an absolute bomb site about five minutes ago. You came in there <laughs> I mean, and buys drilling in the wall, it's like, what yeah. the heck's going on here? <laughs> it looks pretty um, pretty professional now, though, to be fair, so fair play to the men for getting it sorted. Yeah, shout out to the handymen. Gentlemen, can you even see them in the wide shot? Are they there in the background? If you can see them, you know who you are, Blue Jacket black t-shirt we love you thank you so much for our new studio big up exactly so i was coming in on the bus this morning i was like parker is kind of one of those things where it's maybe a weird way to say it but it's kind of like a virus as in like you i no one at maybe 12 years old is like sitting in their like wee small northern Irish town and just decides to do parkour yeah until they see somebody else exactly yeah that's it that's exactly like even for me how it started like at I'm 25 now, so when I was, what, like, say, 10, 10 plus, like, YouTube was at its boom. So I saw videos, like, of people doing parkour online. I was like, this is insane. Like, I've never seen anyone doing this ever because it was a new sport, so it was, like, a new thing. Like, it was, like, a fad back then. Like, Mm -hmm. and then I actually saw exactly what you're saying. I saw a guy doing it in my town. Um, Luckily, like, he jumped, um, it's about eight foot up. He jumped between two walls, and I was just, like, (laughs) gobsmacked, like, completely couldn't believe it, so... As you say, that's what got me into it. Like seeing it with my own eyes, like thinking, "Oh, this thing that I've watched on the internet yeah. is actually real." Like yeah. there's people here in Northern Ireland in Carrick Fergus do- doing that. Mad. So when I seen that, that was like the instant thing. I was like, "I need to learn. I need to learn how to do that." There always has been something about like I don't know. You can maybe explain more than me, but there seems to be somewhat of a really loose thread between like skateboarding, parkour, like anything where you you see somebody do something, you're like how did they yeah. do that and you just are like i need to figure out how that's it yeah i think it's just like you're just curious like how can someone commit like that was me watching that as a kid like being super small i was like how like could he jump that far physically mm. but now like going back what this is like 14 years ago now it's like i can do the jump standing still <laughs> it, it, really easily so it's like your perception changes but back then like not being able to do it you want to know what that felt like yeah. So see with skateboard and see all extreme sports I would say it's like you watch it you admire it and then you want to know what it feels like yourself mm-hmm. and that pushes you to actually try it it's interesting as well like whenever you're a kid everything feels so much bigger exactly so you're yeah, like that 100%. wall you know you're like what yeah. I even remember like exactly you know or we were t- t- chatting about uh, Samuel Lemon before recording yeah. I even remember like nah, I was I was grown grown ass man whenever I saw him do this but yeah. I still that ch- child part of me was like what do you mean? He's climbing balls in the falls? Yeah, What yeah. do you mean? He's on top of Nula with the hula? Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's not humanly possible. He has possible. did some crazy climbs, actually. Like, yeah, he's did some really, really gnarly ones. He did um, Victoria Square as well. Yeah, He never released right. the footage, I don't think, but yeah. There you go. <laughs> Maybe it's not true. Speculation. There what? you go, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. So, there's a wee legal sure, lawyer yeah, yeah. loophole Maybe right there. Maybe it's not true. Yeah, but allegedly. We, <laughs> but we heard But we heard that he climbed Victoria Square. So, you know, I... Like uh, like everyone in this room here, we're joined today by Mark, producer Oscar. The boys are back in town. And we all have grown up in the YouTube era. We've all seen yeah. some crazy things from a very young age. There are some of us, and it stops there. Yeah. Why did you then take it the whole way? I, I can't even explain. Like, I actually learned how to do a backflip before I did parkour and knew what parkour was because I just had a garden trampoline. And then I just learned, like, Class. yeah, just like basically... As you do with your friends, mess about the trumpet, learn how to do a backflip. And then I remember I did like a, a back handspring, which is where you do a backflip and use your hands on the ground. So I did that on the grass in my garden. And then from there, I just kind of stopped there. And I was always that kid, like people in school were like, <laughs> that guy can do a backflip. 
get ask him if you ask him to do a backflip, he'll do it. The backflip kid. Yeah, that's really is that kid. Like Everyone any, anywhere you every went. school has that. Yeah, it's like just exactly. the kid, the beatbox kid, yeah, actually, the backflip every, kid. Every school has it as a kid that can do a backflip. I feel like, and I was that that kid. And then, as I said, yeah, once YouTube started booming. I'm on the dial-up internet and seeing like the videos of it. Like, are you dial-up era as well? Well, ju- just about. Yeah, where ju- were you born? Just about ninety-seven. Unbelievable. So just about, just about dial-up era. I remember you did uh, manually connect the internet every every time you turned on your computer. <laughs> Not like now, we just auto connect the Wi-Fi. But what was the thing? You could maybe tell me, Mark. It's like was it? If the phone rang, the internet the internet went off. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah, it's the same thing. That's it's what crazy. we it's what we had. Yeah, like the internet just dropped while the phone <laughs> when the phone rang, and then it would you'd hang up the phone. It would You're take, on like, the clip trying to like literally, play, play literally, RuneScape. Yeah, like, no, grab me. Runescape, I played RuneScape so much too. <laughs> Did so you? It's so funny. Yeah, they yeah. talk to me. Yeah, do you play RuneScape? Did yeah, you? I loved it. Like that was uh, my like gateway drug in the gaming was RuneScape. Was I literally it? was. It was many clip playing like or many clip playing like monkey snowball. Yeah, that's so funny. And then I hated Club Penguin. And then RuneScape, I was like, yeah, Club Penguin was just like there was no objective of yeah. Club Penguin. It was like it's just a social chat room. Basically. But RuneScape was like, RuneScape was like there was you actually can be like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like there were, and I feel like like RuneScape was like there was like you needed to actually use your brain. Like, see, to do some of the skills and quests. Big and stuff. flex. Like, exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, like anyone who doesn't play RuneScape is a moron. <laughs> honestly, like. It's like I got the uh, I I played the old school servers as well when they came out yeah. and stuff and like still occasionally you would still play pretty much now I like so this is uh, we're gonna lose everybody I don't yeah we're, lo- ah, we're losing like, everyone but, here but, with RuneScape the, the niche is good if I actually RuneScape. was chatting to me the other day and I said that I'd say most of my business chops come from playing RuneScape yeah because you would merchant so you would yeah, buy buy and type, sell in the, in the, in the, the marketplace yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're like you're like longsword twenty k who yeah, takes yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go buy another one cheaper and then sell it again but that's what I mean like as you're said, flipping as you said like there are actually skills came from playing that game it's not yeah. like Club Penguin where it's just a social chat room it's like there was actually like there was maths involved and like there was loads of puzzles in the quest and stuff so it's yeah. like very interesting but yeah that was a mini clip play, watching that stuff like it was just like as I said I was the backflip kid so I could already do like some stuff and then yeah. when I saw them videos of parkour I was like I, straight away I was like literally not even exaggerating like I literally went out instantly I was like looking for walls to jump <laughs> off I was like, oh, what's, it started off as just literally me and my friends would go out and be like, what's the highest thing we can jump off and roll mm. and be okay? Yeah. So just like look for big walls on the grass or whatever. We'd be like jumping, like going to the estates where I live in Carrick Ferguson, like go under the pe- people's garages and like <laughs> jump off people's garages onto the grass and stuff. So that's basically just how it started. And then it progressively leveled up there quite safely, to be honest. Yeah. So. That's interesting. I feel like there's a common thread, again, it's a weird thing to say, between drug addicts and people who like extreme sports. Yeah. And the, 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 what I'm talking about specifically is you do something to a certain level and then instantly you're like, I need to you do You need to more. see how far. Yeah, go. I need to do the next yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. I've actually seen that, yeah, that with a lot of people. Yeah, it's like you want to always see what the maximum is. It's like, okay, I've drank one beer. Yeah. Can I drink... 50 beers you know what I mean it's like there's no like you want to go all 100% um, at things which is good in ways but can also yeah be detrimental yeah. if it's in that sense where it's so you say that you progress quite safely that's quite encouraging no see my life's being flipped on its head now because I said yeah, you know my, our second uh, daughter was just yeah. born there and I'm now like seeing her on a different way before like even like three years ago I'd be like yeah 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 go for it now I'm like no be careful yeah, kids <laughs> I'm sure it's different when it's your own child like I'm sure I can imagine it's very different so I I how and why did you do it safely? It's not even that you wanted to. It's like trying to commit to things that were super scary. For example, things I was seeing in videos, I wasn't ready to do that yet. And even like just trying to go for it, you're a bit too scared. Um, you don't know what it's going to feel like. So 
just progressing see if you like starting like for example it's as easy as starting with a two foot jump mm-hmm. three foot four foot five foot you know what i mean you're doing things that are very safe ground level so we were finding spots like a lot of like flower beds and stuff that were super low level yeah and super uh, mark will know some of the spots um that are like super low level it's basically just w- walls with soil so it's super safe and then um, you can just basically try and max out your physical potential so you can know how far you can jump mm-hmm. and then you go to actual spots with say a little bit of consequence you know the walls are maybe six foot high and you can know safely that you can jump so that's like a safe progression um, and then also getting into salto and stuff like fr- a lot of gyms do freestyle gymnastics classes which is what we went to because back then there was no parkour gyms no parkour parks because the sport was still like it wasn't even a sport yet really it was just a, a yeah. hobby so getting in there and then being able to test your body safely in an environment where things were soft then help massively and again that's a slow progression because you do the skills in the gym maybe on some mats spring floor and then you take that outside when you're comfortable great and then that's yeah it's safe it's, it's much safer than what people would assume mm-hmm. uh, most people think like if you show them a video of whatever parkour is like doing something super hard they're like oh i can't believe you just went out and did that but it's like it's not it's not it's not the same as anything it's yeah. built up it's not the way it is it's a lot safer than what people would expect and in some ways it's like the video piece is like the performance exactly it's, it's like you exactly. know professional athletes like if you think like i don't know rugby players American yeah. football players like they're not spending every single second of training getting a concussion exactly but they'll go it's out that, and they'll do like, it in that one moment if it's you're like right. not point not 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 one it's same as parkour like you'll do your hardest jumps not point not not one percent of the time like yeah. You know, sometimes you'll hit a real maximum, real scary jump. Maybe you'll hit your maximum distance jump quite a lot, but in a really extreme circumstance, maybe across two roofs or two super high things, like it's not that common. Like, mm-hmm. And even when you do, as you say, you've built yourself up, same as rugby players, American football, whatever, you've you've trained your body into that state of being able to do that. When you get to the stage where you need to commit, it should be safe. And yeah. if it isn't safe and you don't feel ready to commit, then you shouldn't do it. That's what I always say to the younger kids coming up. I'm like, if you're like terrified and you don't feel like you want to do this, don't don't do it. Like mm. when you're ready, you should know. You get that feeling of like, okay, it's time. I'm gonna do it. Love it. I'm just picturing like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, literally, it's like you jump. need to, you need to, yeah, you need to make that decision. Like you do, you need to make that conscious decision. Like even but Mark's done a bit of parkour, so he knows. Like even yeah. before you start running, at something that's a little bit scary. You need to know, like have that being like right. I'm, I'm gonna do it and if you don't have that feeling then sometimes you can push it you can push the boundary and you can push past mm-hmm. the fear but that's still good but i don't think if you're completely uncomfortable doing something that you should yeah you should commit to it i didn't know you were toby mcguire holding out on me producer mark not quite no <laughs> no and i did disclaimer didn't train nearly as much as as george did yeah like, but he still I, got to a good yeah, level did it for a couple of years yeah he still got to a good level yeah it was good Unreal. But, yeah but yeah, hundred percent. Like what you're saying, of especially training with other people. I know yeah. that because I didn't realize it was actually a sport during yeah, my teenage yeah. years. I only started. I think I met you when I was like 19 or something. Yeah, in the, at the playground. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 So like, um, how rustic is that? Like at the playground. No, it's uh, that's it's a gym. It's the name of a gym. <laughs> I know that's how I was like. I yeah. pictured like a wee disclaimer. Like, sweet, amazing Northern Irish sounds, nostalgia. Yeah, that like. sounds super weird. No, yeah, yeah that, that does sound strange. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a parkour purpose. We're facility. cool. It's actually a really sweet location. Yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah that's yeah. a parkour gym in West Belfast. So <laughs> yeah. if anyone's interested in parkour, search the playground. Yeah, yeah very but cool. No, it really was when you were uh, training with others. It yeah. went from that kind of 
all of a sudden there was a group of people that could see your limits as well. Yeah, see your potential. And there were so many times I remember out training with you that um, you would have seen something you want to do. Yeah. You could be at that spot for two or three hours working up kind of, yeah, of course. progressions yeah, yeah, to normal. It, working up all that kind of things. Um, yourself as well, like some of the stuff you were doing where it was doing the first half of it, the second half yeah, of it, stringing it together, together yeah. and all that kind of thing, and doing that with the group of people around you. Exactly. It's really you know. good because you bounce off each other's energy. You know, it's like yeah. you've been there. It's like, and having your friends be like, oh, you know, you, you could get that. Like, you, they see you preparing a jump. Maybe you're jumping to the side of the wall or something. You're like, oh, you know, if I say to Mark, oh, Mark, you've got that. It's good mm. to bounce off each other's energy, which, again, actually makes it safer, in my opinion, because you're getting a second opinion from other people about yeah. whether, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll say to especially younger guys, like, if they're trying to, to prepare something and I'm like ah, oh, I'll say to them you know I don't think you're I don't think you should try that because like the the preparation you're doing is like not the it's a bit of a wild sand as people would say these days like the sand is a bit heavy like <laughs> is it, it's not it's like a 40% outcome of being good probably so it's like yeah it's all about passing on the knowledge I think of being training safely yeah and yeah with the gym it's good because the gym parkour gym like you can you know, there's movable boxes so you can just make things modular and move and whatever so it's all different sizes different so you can yeah just yeah that again is building it safely so that's, that's the main thing about parkour it's much safer than what people think very cool is there a difference between parkour and free run i mean there is this old thing like back in the day people would really argue about it like they'd say did you get the fly no nope. oh he yeah. shot a shot he, almost he went for it. the send i don't <laughs> even know if i'm using that word properly yeah it's <laughs> There was like a mod back in the day, like, oh, free run is where you do loads of flips and parkour is where you do jumps. Like, people would say, oh, you move efficiently from one point to another using your body, like A to B with no flips. And then people said free running was more like acrobatic. Right. Do you know what I mean? But now it's just like, I always, to be honest, just I generalize it all as parkour mm -hmm. in my head. I'm like, and people see it more this way now. Like, if you're doing movement, whether it's acrobatics, you know, just jumping, vaulting, whatever, like through some sort of urban environment, it's all parkour to mm. me. Like, yeah, you're going out of your way to do something creative on a space outside. To me, it's parkour. So, so always urban environment. I mean, it's hard to do in a field, but like, if yeah, you're, it, it, you can though. You can just do. I suppose you then you can just do acrobatics and stuff in, in yeah. a field that like you got a patch of grass. You then know? you're just jumping through a field. Then yeah, <laughs> then you're just kind of doing gymnastics and flips. What about like what like wild like through? You can get like forests. Sometimes yeah. have real good spots and stuff like random arrangements of trees and like swinging from stuff is a big thing in parkour. So there is some spots you find like, and there'll be like trees and stuff, and you can swing from like tree to tree and stuff like mon monkey type things. So it's like that. That's cool as well. Um, it's just harder to come by them spots. Sure. Because it's nature, and obviously it's not like there's not you know two concrete benches six feet apart <laughs> perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah perfectly yeah, yeah. all angled yeah yeah which is also safer you can put your trust in them concrete blocks but yeah there is some good nature spots even just nature spots like in general parkour would be very linked to like cliff jumping and stuff like it makes mm. sense like flipping into water so finding things like that in nature then is always cool yeah as well cool and so in terms of like and i'm literally going off like 13 year old boy YouTube yeah, yeah. knowledge right there seemed to be like a bit of a parkour scene in places like I'm gonna say France. I'm gonna say places yeah. like Berlin. I'm gonna say like yeah, Europe. You know, places Gen where you see like you know mad YouTube videos of, of like graffiti well, that's gangs where, as well. Yeah, well, that's where it originated. So parkour is from originated in France. Oh, it's um, French. Okay. Lisa's every, which is like uh, an R outside Paris. So it's like a little. Is it a city? It's not very big. If it is a city, it's a super small city, town city, kind of like Belfast. Um, 
Actually, no, even smaller, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it originated there with a group called like Yamakaze, and they just like started parkour. And um, well, they didn't start parkour. People have been doing parkour forever. Like humans have done parkour for forever. Um, but they put a name to it. Do you know what I mean? And they were like actually training on how to land, how to condition their bodies, like basically doing calisthenic sort of movements to make their body strong so that they could. Um, yeah. And then from that, that's when the videos started rolling out, like early internet. Even before YouTube, there was like forums. I've heard the older guys talk about like before YouTube, there was forums. People would talk about like there was a page called Parkour Ireland, which I actually did experience when I just started, but it was like, yeah, you go on and people would just be like posting each other, like sending each other videos via like email and stuff like yeah. of them doing moves. And then they would be like, yeah, because there was nowhere to share your content or like yeah, yeah, nowhere yeah. to gain knowledge or like people wanted to meet up on a Saturday to train. It's like you had to just use this forum because it was the only <laughs> like yeah forum of there's no group chats or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wasn't no a, signal. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, just 10p per text, do you know what I mean? So it's like no group text or nothing. So yeah. I have a mate, he's... Uh, a little bit older in the context like he's maybe like 40 yeah and he would have done quite a lot of skating back in the day and he he like talks about people literally sending each other vhs's yeah yeah man because there's no other there's you know no other way like and like looking at a trick and then and then like the whole you know all the kids in the neighborhood studying the trick like yeah man. watch from four minutes to seven minutes we're gonna figure out how to do yeah, this exactly because there's no other back then like there was no other way it's like yeah. unless you're seeing it in person that was tapes was the only you know what i mean like back then skateboarding culturally is a big thing because that's when they were making like paid films like they'd literally sell um films like skating films and you know we'd have all the pro skaters in the film and they'd all have their each have their own part and then they would sell the vhs <laughs> you know say element skate team you know would make a video and they'd sell it and people would buy it and as you say like as a kid you would probably just watch that video over and over and yeah. over trying to like dial in on the techniques and like yeah, it's crazy it's crazy but it needs to go back to that i think like paid projects like that is very mm. cool and like for a sport like skateboard and for parkour it's needed i think because mm. well YouTube now is a big thing, I suppose, but it's not the same long-lasting content. It's quick, digestible. Oh, this kept me entertained for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now I'll watch the next video of something else. It's, I mean, it's the challenge of content today as well. Exactly, you yeah. You know, like, I, I really am interested in what a lot of musicians have to say about, like, the difference between streaming a song He's very on Spotify versus buying a CD, CD album yeah. or whatever, you know, even pre, pre-CDs. pre it's cool. Like, I remember buying CDs as a kid, like buying, like, Green Day CDs and stuff when yeah, I was yeah, really yeah. young and it was sick. Like, you have to have the physical copy was, yeah. like, there's something real. But you had to study it as in, yeah, like, yeah. You, you know, you get your pocket money. It's like, this is your one CD this month. Yeah, exactly. And you listen to it, like, 40 times. Even yeah. if you don't like it, you listen and to it and then it grows CD, on you. Portable CD player. Oh, the wee walk you, you run with it in your pocket <laughs> and it would skip. Like, you'd have the headphones in it'd be way in your pocket. Don't but it. there is, like, there's a lack of permanence use the word evergreen yeah you know it's really interesting you know people will will listen to podcasts yeah and it's like i mean even movies it's like what movies have you seen multiple you know, there's times. probably five movies that i've seen more than between five and ten movies yeah i would agree no i'd be the same yeah. podcast episodes maybe three podcasts i've listened to more than yeah once. i'd be the same there's a couple that i've listened to but it's like yeah it's more it, just the way things are moving now in general people can't yeah. the concentration of people isn't as great as like when i was a kid i had vi- videos and like i watched them videos all the time like whatever it was like i remember having the f- first star wars yeah whatever i literally watched it probably like yeah. 40 times as a yeah. kid just because like you just have it like the physical copy i feel like it's more appreciative and it's like it's actually tangible do you know what i mean it's like you're mm-hmm. holding whatever it is cd a video you're holding it in your hand 
It's like there's something different about that. So it's like streaming, especially for music artists, as you say, I think it's a very weird era. And then also it's like, is there more money in that? Is there not? I don't know. Well, now, like, again, I'm just totally stealing what I was listening to the other day. The, the musician was saying that back in the day, you would go on tour to yeah. sell the your CD, CDs. Yeah, yeah. And now you stream to sell tours. So yes. the, the money of the industry has it's totally backwards. flipped on its head. Yeah, it's head. backwards. And look, you're ta- talking That's about cool, though. with parkour. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. used to be paid projects. Or you sorry, for well, skateboarding. It used skateboarding, to be paid yeah. projects. Yeah, now it's... now it's more streamy. Yeah, so now, my now question it's more is, like... Uh, online sponsors yeah, it would be more like online sponsors who like say what's a skate company Vans just the first skate company that came yeah, to my yeah, head like yeah. you know Vans are going to pay you X amount to post a skate clip every week for a year for example like a, a year contract Yeah, like it's gone from yeah being making paid films because that was the only way that mm-hmm. there could bring revenue in the, well not the only way because skateboarding is different in parkour in the way that there's a tool so mm-hmm. there's a skateboard there's whatever there's clothing um, there's parkour clothing obviously but that's the only there's no tool parkour you just use your body so that's a huge problem I think in the industry of like yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get money in it's like there is no tool anyone can do parkour but that's something that's also great about it it's like any kid if they've got half decent trainers can go out and start doing parkour yeah. they don't have to buy a 150 quid skateboard yeah. but then again from an industry standpoint it's hard because how do you fund bigger projects to push the sport forward mm-hmm. if there isn't a lot of money being pushed in by things like that so it's yeah so where does your money come from um because it, we were chatting kind of the pre-chat while the, yeah. the lads were drilling stuff into the wall you said that you know you left school and you've only like parkour's been your thing it's been your revenue generator yeah. it's what you've done that's phenomenal like you know the classic we talked to a lot of people in this room on the show that have had alternative career paths yeah it doesn't get much more alternative than you yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> you know because the careers advice teacher you know maybe they could wrap their head around okay this person's going to be a singer this person's going to be yeah. a rapper what they're going to oh man I heard it parkour? so I heard it so much like people are just like parkour but like even coming out of school like I didn't even intend on taking it this far like I did like probably want to get into something else but then yeah people always said they're like like no that's not a thing like mm-hmm. that'll never be a thing they'll never be because it's even before like social media really really boomed mm-hmm. where you could make real money um off that stuff so this was before that so people were always like oh parkour it's saying you no know i mean that's you're just running about and flipping off walls and whatever mm-hmm. so people are like that'll never happen as a as a career path luckily for me as we were talking about before I got into the coaching aspect because I knew obviously that that was like a, a certain you make money coaching parkour. Yeah. So I coached parkour. Um, at, we had a big setup, an indoor skate park, T13. You might have heard of it from back years ago, but it was a skate indoor skate park in Titanic Quarter. That's right. So we had a big parkour setup in there, like a foam pit, everything, loads of boxes, bars to swing on and stuff. So top parkour there pretty much full time. And then from that, social media started coming up mm-hmm. and um, I was seeing other parkour athletes having success in that kind of thing so I just like went fully into it I was like right this is the time it's now or never you're, you're only young now so <laughs> your body's only, only this healthy for so long so I just started trying to push myself then and it was as simple as there was no like real method behind it, it was just go out push yourself as hard as possible try and get as good clips short form content clips for Instagram as possible um, and then post them and see what happens. Like that, it was not like really confusing. Like it was just like that was how it was. And then 
eventually got noticed by like some parkour companies um got some sponsorships was able to travel like um get paid to travel to some events and stuff and then meet other people mm-hmm. and then through that then get on to other jobs and then again instagram boomed even more yeah um social media in general boomed even more so then it was like then companies would come to you with paid promotions and instagram started doing the paid reels in the last couple of years so it's like then it just made a whole revenue stream that plus the other weird work you would get from parkour like different performances stunt yeah. jobs and stuff like that so it's yeah coming from school and doing it as you said like every no one thought that it would be a thing even me like i didn't think it would be a real thing i thought i would just do the coaching for a while until I, like i would figure out what i actually wanted to do yeah so it was like a side thing and then yeah turned out to be what's the weirdest job like what's the weirdest thing you've oh, transacted man. money for man <laughs> i actually like i've did this a couple times now so i did for the duke of richmond i did i did, <laughs> okay. I, did I did a private performance for the duke of Rich, richmond um how private <laughs> like, pre- pretty like so for him and like all his celebrity friends like hilarious trying wow. to think of some celebrities were there like Anne robinson from the weakest link class and was big Anne was there <laughs> she was there like Kevin McLeod from Grand Design. There was like a lot of people there, but off the, off the top of my head, like I didn't recognize a lot of them. But um, I did a private performance for him because he runs uh, the world's biggest dog show called Goodwiff, which is in Chichester in England. And he wanted us, so me and two of the other guys, we um, uh, parkour collective. It's basically like we just put ourselves together, uh, me and three other professional parkour athletes, and made a, a group for for commercial purposes. Um, to get jobs, I guess. So they reached out to us, and he was like, "Yep, I want you to dress up as a ninja. I'm gonna have this. Pri- I'm having this private garden party with all the VIPs. Like, I want you to come, jump off my roof, <laughs> cause a big scene, cause a big scene, like smash all drinks off a table and everything. <laughs> like you're gonna hold up the place and then do some acrobatics and then just bail. Class. So that was like probably up there with one of the weirdest ones. That's probably up there. And he loved the it. Jobs he ever. loved it so much that we did it again this year. Same crowd, different crowd? Cause no, we did it. It was slightly different um, what we did this time. It wasn't as... It was a bit more just, like, relaxed. It wasn't as... We weren't dressed as ninjas, luckily, this time. Because <laughs> that was a bit... Um, I was like, met all them celebrities, but, like, but they don't even know what I look like because I'm wearing a ski mask. Ah, uh, boo. Yeah, but it was still cool. And then, yeah, the, as I said about the dog festival, then we did a performance as well at that, which was, like, a public thing. Yeah. But that's definitely probably up there with one of the weirdest... Oh, mate, you'd love to get a follow from Anne from The Weakest Link. Like. Mom, I love it. What a Big hero. flex. Watch that every night with my family. Oh, like, like when, so while, the dinner, while you're eating the dinner. She's goaded. Like, yeah, while your goated. dinner is on. I bet you she's a much nicer person than you would anticipate okay, from the show. Well, I mean, that was a persona. That was a well, character. Do you, like, would you say, do you have a persona online? Nah, I would say, like, pretty just, like, normal to what. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything that I didn't. I wouldn't post anything that I didn't enjoy or I don't believe in. I wouldn't share anything that I don't yeah. enjoy or wouldn't believe in. So, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty authentic in that way. It's cool. Like, my, my content is basically just parkour. It's not like I, I just have to talk to the camera and pretend to be someone that I'm not. It's like, yeah. for me, it's easy because I just jump off things and record it. So. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because, like, you know, you're, you're a professional athlete. Yeah. Right? Technically, yeah. And you're also a professional content creator. And I don't yeah. think I don't think people give guys like you enough credit for how much work you need to put into refining your editorial taste, yeah. understanding what works, 
the 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 recording, the editing, all that sort of stuff. It's a separate thing. It is. It's it's easier in parkour because it's short form content. So it's like even what I post is very like I'll go out and film like maybe a load of clips and then I'll just I then think about the algorithm which I suppose is a skill like you're trying to hit that algorithm which obviously is forever that's what I'm saying mate there's forever five, there's changing guys getting paid 80k a year to do it for clients and, that's you're, what, and you're learning to do it yourself exactly so it's forever changing the algorithm so it's like trying to make things quick and snappy and as we keep saying about people's concentration like you need to make it so like one clip goes into the next it's like boom 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 so people don't see you running for five seconds at a jump and before you've even hit the first jump they just scroll past the post you know what I mean so it needs to be very like you're making it in a way that you're like I want people to watch this so yeah I suppose it is a skill and then learning what works and what doesn't so Mm -hmm. it's trial and error you know over the years of and then they made reels and everything went upside down (laughs) because TikTok was introduced and then yeah they want to hit the algorithm which is cool because it means anyone can go viral yeah it doesn't matter if you have zero fault, which I think is cool because before, like on Instagram stuff, that wasn't the case. Like if you've got, you know, 10 followers, it doesn't matter really what you post. The chance of it going viral was like yeah, so slim. But yeah. now on TikTok, like you can have zero followers and you can make one video and get, you know, you can blow up. So it's it's cool in that way. Um, But yeah, it's skills is it's limited because it depends like if you're someone who makes youtube very long form content i feel like that can translate into other things better um than just short form reels on instagram i wouldn't i wouldn't knock a chef i would say like there's no way there's there's definitely skills in it companies out there yeah there's definitely skills in it very hungry for what you have to offer i've got a lot of work good work with with some bigger companies so it's been good in that way because they read the engagement so they're looking Mm. for someone who can engage on social media platforms so for me you get it you get it shot uh, number two third strike third next time, time. but yeah. yeah if you can and if you're engaged they see your profile and you're engaging well then they're more likely to come to you and say oh we'll give you x amount to wear this tracks it and do some flips because it's like they know at least you're going to engage a certain audience mm. and like so it's good and usually with parkour if you are thinking about the way you film it that you can get good engagement so mm-hmm. was there anything that you like studied this is kind of back to like the vhs early youtube um, days like is there a video that you have watched like hundreds of times man there the video that i actually it's not even a parkour video it's called urban ninja well it is parkour but this was before parkour was really a thing so this is the first video i ever saw um it's like a guy and he's like jumping around the shopping mall doing like flips in america and like i just remember like seeing him do like a wall flip when you run up the wall and do a backflip I watched that video as a kid so many times. I was like, I want to be this guy. That's like, Prince of Persia. Stuff. Yeah, literally. Like, I was like, I, and I love that game. Uh, but I think every kid loved Prince of Persia. Man, so good. But it's like seen seen that video a million times. I was like, I need to be this guy. Like, I need to do these things. Just I like mean, it, it is really interesting how, like, you know, you're growing up, you're a young guy, you're gaming. Uh, there is a desire to kind of emulate what you see in movies and games. But then this weird thing then happens where it's like, now you are doing things that are being put inside games. Yeah, it's weird. So talk to me about that, because that's fascinating. It's weird, like, parkour's be- became a huge thing in games recent of, like, the last probably 10 years, because it makes so much sense. Like, if you've got characters that are supposed to do all this cool stuff, it's like, to get them doing parkour, like, makes complete sense. And now it's actually a thing that people can watch and study it. And now parkour's at the point where you can use motion capture. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can actually replicate movements that are real and put them in the game. So it's like... It's pretty, it's pretty sick. It makes perfect sense when you think about it because it's almost like 
superhero vibes like but <laughs> it's it's doable like it's realistic it's yeah. not like you're spider-man you're swinging from a building to another yeah it's like you're actually just jumping between gaps and stuff that's yeah. actually possible so i think that's and you are you allowed to talk about some of yeah the yeah so here? i did yeah. stuff with league of legends which is uh, the world's biggest online game um yeah i've worked with them was character in the game me ed scott and travis Furkey, which is two other professional parkour athletes we did it job for them warner brothers and then we filmed also a campaign um which was like an advert for a new expansion in the game so mm-hmm. we were like i was like waking up at half five every morning get, <laughs> get my hair spiked up and hairspray blue like so it was like getting like an hour and a half of makeup That's on epic. and then just basically like they give us a big setup and just like trying to do sick stuff on it and they just yeah. filmed it and as i said yeah it was like a advert for an expansion of the game that was coming out Class. um so that was cool. That was and like, so, like, and the motion map and stuff, like, you're then, like, getting, like, some sort of, like, you're wearing, like, a suit? Yeah, it's or just, like, like, it's a string of wires, like, wires, and then it, like, I don't know, I don't know, it's very complex. I don't know how <laughs> that works, but it basically tracks the motions of your body, and then... And then they just can recreate that digitally, and they can just see, a character. It's like they it. see it on, like, almost like a, it's like a, imagine, um like a green screen like they just see it and your body's just a shell mm. and it's just like they can track what you're doing it's i don't know it's but it's cool yeah so so, so that's cool. how they do it so when you even see a character for example running in a game mm-hmm. like someone has been doing that like someone's done the running like yeah. and they've tracked that off someone's actual movement yeah so it looks you know at least a little bit realistic uh you know the way in a video game like at the start especially kind of like adventure quest type stuff oh yeah you, adventure uh, quest you you can like um Oh, not actually Adventure Quest. I know exactly what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, that's, that's, OG, <laughs> that, that's, that's something OG. else. That's yeah, 2D. That's, like, that's, that is 2D, yeah. That's, it's like a really crap version of Pokemon. <laughs> man, that's exa- That's a very good description of what it is, actually. Uh, start of a video game, you can like customize your character, right? Yeah. So you can make it look kind of whatever way you want. But then you also can, like, let's say you're given, like, I don't know, 20 units and you can distribute the oh, units. stat points yeah, stat yeah that points, was cool yeah. you used to get that in like the Tony Hawk games and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah so can... if, if you are a video game character you in real life yeah. right where are your stat points being attributed to is it like strength is it speed is it probably evenly distributed between them all yeah probably I don't know it depends what the categories are doesn't it so what makes you unique in the parkour world um, I got strong legs so people always say I'm real springy mm-hmm. so like I think that's why my clips have done quite well over the past like load of years because I don't know um, what is it about the springiness that I think makes us feel a certain kind pe- of way people just like it like they seem I always get comments like oh these guys, this guy's knees are made of rubber and like <laughs> it's like bouncing from one thing so I'll try and make no wasted space so like say there's like a space of concrete and i'm doing like a load of moves i'll just do like three flips in the space and then keep the movements going it's like and if you're springy it's easy to do that because like you can just like flip here flip there flip here Mm -hmm. so i think people like it's visually satisfying i think for people to watch that and even people who don't do parkour it's easier to engage with Mm -hmm. because as i said it's very snappy it's very keeps your attention yeah whereas if you see someone do a jump oh then they run for 10 seconds and then they do another jump it's like people just scroll past that especially in today like tiktok and reels and stuff like you have no and i even find myself doing it oh, I, yeah. like I, I even on tiktok like i'll be scrolling and i'll literally just see something and i'll look at it for like a second i'll start talking and i'll just scroll past it like <laughs> if it hasn't engaged me in that first second you know I'm, I'm gone so even i'm guilty of it so i can understand why yeah and so i'd say that's what i'm known for and that's helped me that's been positive yeah mm-hmm. i remember uh back when we were training so obviously you would have 
been like filming yeah, stuff filming while we were while yeah. we were training. Um, I remember it was just like a running joke that he always got it right and got like a good clip. Yeah, yeah. The second time. Like oh, yeah. he tried it. I always got get it pretty quickly, but, then but I'm tried, never happy. Like, Twenty five takes because he could just like shave like <laughs> ten milliseconds off yeah. somewhere in so terms about, of the springiness, jumping between stuff and it was, it was snappy it was always zero yeah, yeah. experience now is you just do it twice and done. It's, it's like, like rap. Bro, it's like yeah, it's like it's I'm definitely someone who'd be a perfectionist in parkour, like I'd be like as Mark's saying, like you, I would maybe get it oh like by most people's sounds, I'd probably get the challenge or the jumps or the line, whatever, maybe good on the second, third try. But then I'm like, oh, one more. And everyone's like, oh, here we go. One more. <laughs> one more. Because it's never, Mark knows, it's never one more. You're standing there Four holding, hours, holding the camera. Really, yeah. 30 takes deep. Yeah. <laughs> 40 minutes later, I'm still going. I'm like watching the clips back. I'm like, oh, it's just not fast enough. It's not, it's not fast enough. So, yeah, it's like that way of like you want it to be as good as physically possible for yourself and you want yeah. to watch the clip back with complete satisfaction so is there any kind of like um scandal in the the parkour world where it's like you know they say what's an example like uh instagram models will get caught photoshopping their body is there any people like uh, oh he, he he sped that bit up there that's not actually uh, his running speed i there has been little things like that in videos where people have cut, like, so say they've done a cut in the middle of a jump and, like, they've switched to another angle and then it's like, oh. But this was more, like, in YouTube content years ago. Like, Instagram, I, I'm happy to say in parkour that wouldn't really be a thing. Yeah. Because, as you say, it's, like, it's it's phone content. So it's, like, you just film with your phone. And yeah. then, but back in the days of YouTube, there was videos I really looked up to. And then I found out. Like a couple of years ago, they're like, "Yeah, you know that was fake." Like they oh. edited the mats out, or like they filmed it from an angle where you couldn't see that he actually landed on mats and stuff. So there is some of that, and like, yeah, people would do a jump, and halfway through they would cut to another angle, hmm. but then it would be like, "Oh, but did he actually do it then?" Because um, they cut, you can't really tell. Like he's doing this insane jump, and then it cuts, and he lands completely perfectly. And it's like yeah. maybe unrealistic. So there is has been little bits like that, but not too much compared to like. People like, as you say, like Instagram models, like <laughs> editing their photos and stuff, and like, not too much like that. Luckily, we're pretty honest. I feel like in parkour, as a sport, uh, sport of integrity. Yeah, interesting. Talk to me about Britain's Got Talent. That's pretty mad. Yeah, so I did Britain's Got Talent again with the two lads I just mentioned, Ed Scott and Travis Fergie. So we did. We were invited on through other work, um, which is. Uh, every time I tell people, that, like, what, you got invited on? I was like, yeah, but it makes sense because they want different talents. Like, they don't want to just, you know, singers, dancers, whatever it is. Like, they want different, something to make it exciting. So they came to us with Pargo Performance. They built us a setup. We gave them some designs of stuff and then just went and did it. It's so funny because there's actually a vlog on YouTube made by my friend Travis. And, like, we didn't do any practice. <laughs> so we, we made the performance because we didn't have the setup. Yeah. So we don't have the setup. We don't have a replica stage of what it was going to be like in the theatre. So we made it. There's a video and we made it in the lines in the car park. Like, so we're like running around at seven in the morning on the morning of the performance, like going, right, you're going to jump here and you're going <laughs> to jump here. And then we're going to cross over and we're going to swing on this and swing on that. And I still didn't even know like if it was even possible because we hadn't seen the setup. Yeah. But luckily when we got there, they did an amazing job and the setup was like to a T wow. what we, the dimensions that we give them. So it just worked and like, it's that thing as well where like I don't know how impressive other people find parkour because I'm doing parkour and like mm. I'm I'm not not desensitized to it but like if it's something that you're is normal for you, so we did the performance, 
and like we flipped off the last block and I rolled and I've came out and Simon's standing up clapping <laughs> and I was like as soon as I saw that it's like seeing that I was like oh we've done it lads we've, we've done it <laughs> if Simon's impressed like it's pretty much and then yeah I got four yeses on the audition class and just like left the stage being like I can't believe like we went from this morning being like didn't even know what we were going to do to like yeah. getting the four yeses and then like then yeah I went on to the semi-final so we got put straight into the, through the semi and then did that which was also like pretty sick the only problem was that they wouldn't build us any more stuff we had a couple of real sick ideas but we wanted to break like an idea we had was break three world records parkour world records on the stage but they were just like yeah we can't do that mm. we're like well, it's not that hard to do that all we need is like boxes and space them apart and we'll try break three of the different types of jumps but and then the other one like yeah they wouldn't even the first time they built us like a good bar setup to swing on but the second time they're like yeah we don't want to build anything on the stage so what yeah. we ended up doing was we went out of the building and did like a whole routine outside but it was pre-recorded obviously but it said yeah. that in the um, air and on TV anyway which was kind of cool for us because it meant we got to do things that were a little bit harder mm. that you could do in more than one take instead of having to do like a massive one shot yeah um and there's funny because there's some people who still believed it was a one shot. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's outrageous. I don't know if you've seen it, Mark, but because you've done I parkour, know, you no. would you would know like if you did parkour that this could never be a one shot. <laughs> but like people thought yeah. we we genuinely like did the performance because we did a performance on the stage, like flip from the balconies down at the start, did some flips on the stage, ran out the doors, and then like did like we're doing like double flips off like the roof and stuff, and like. Then we ran back in and did the rest of it. And, like, people actually believed that it was one shot. It's one of those things. You can do them all individually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. But you can you could yeah. do, like, you could probably do it realistically in two halves. Like, yeah. if you were on the on 100% the best day of your life, you could do it. But, but it was like, always the same. Like, you always said when you were doing stuff, like, um, when you were saying about being desensitized to it, yeah. like, you would have been out of training session. There maybe would have been 100 backflips that day. That's what I mean. You don't, so you get used to yeah, it. You don't, yeah, you don't see, like we don't see it how other people do because even yeah. in that semi-final again we got four yeses mm. and like the um, judge's reaction was amazing um, so think, yeah I think what's interesting about that is like there's those individual bits yeah all easy enough string them together in a row it's and a, that's where the skill is and yeah exactly it's it goes back to the kind of jumping between or your springiness between all the yeah. moves. It was always the space between the tricks. Yeah, you connect. How you can the, connect that? That's what I think engages people because you see that, mm. and then it's like satisfying to watch. Mm. It's like just like spring, 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 spring. Really, it's like frog, I suppose. But yeah, but as I said, the, the reaction from the Britain's Got Talent thing was crazy. Like for the judges to actually love it that much was weird. Like it was, I didn't <laughs> just didn't expect that. Like, mate, what do you have left to do in your life? I'm from the weakest link. Simon Kyle. It's like, Mate, who's left? When we finished the performance too, Simon Kyle was right in front of Simon. We did a backflip to finish in front of the stage. He like stood up and like grabbed my hand and I was like shaking my hand. I was, like, Unbelievable. Left and I was like, shook my hand to hold his hand. That's one of the biggest flexes of my, <laughs> of my whole life. So. You used to, need to go and Graham Norton now or something Mate, like that. Love like, it. Yeah. We'd love him. Who else is left? Very yeah. cool. That's really interesting what you guys said about uh, stringing the yeah. bits together like it's not about any, like not anyone can but lots of people could do one bit but it's the real yeah, scale is being able to all connect all skills together. Skills together I think it's that's fascinating where, that's where the real training comes in I think it's like taking it to the next level it's like even if you compare it to like again skateboarding it's like okay you can ollie this stair step it's like but if you go into a park and you're in a competition can you do 10 real good tricks in a row like mm. in a line 
that's where the actual skill is. I think that's when it comes down to all the practice comes yeah. really together because it's like, yeah, you're putting all the elements in, as Mark said, like you're at a spot and there'll be all different types of movements and yeah. it's how you can condense that and like make every movement interesting so there's no wasted space where it's like a little bit boring. I just try and make it like, if I've got <laughs> a gap and I have to do five <laughs> side flips in the gap in a row and then jump on another wall, I'll do it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's, yeah. It's cool. Something that makes it different. One of my favorite quotes is, it's the space in between the notes that make the music. Well, there you go. Mm. Perfect. <laughs> uh, there's something about that. I really, really enjoy that. Okay, landing the plane, wrapping up. Yeah. Our handymen are back, I think. <laughs> Can hear them next sounds door. Like, yeah. Do you like, hear yeah. them there? Yeah, we bet. The boys, the they'll legends. Come, they'll come through the ceiling in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> These ninjas will drop down and be like, what the heck's going Get on in here, guys? <laughs> Um, there's a, a thing I'm not a skateboarder at all. I've talked a lot about skateboarding today please don't yeah. let anyone no, it's very good, uh, um, lead me to think that I actually comparable. know anything about that world yeah. but I watched a, a, actually a Tony Hawk thing recently and I couldn't even tell you the trick I think the trick was maybe like a, it's 900 so it's about, it's, I don't think I've seen it but he's like very famous for being the first person to do 900 bro he just he just like psychic'd me right there that's exactly what it is yeah, it's a yeah, 900 I've been, I've been like I watch a lot of skateboarding and other urban sports anyway so I know that like it was a huge deal so the setup was like he was there on some sort of a ramp and it was a live event and there was yeah. maybe like I don't know was there 500,000 people there it's X Games so it's like the biggest extreme and sports competition he, he was there to, to, to do a trick that no one had ever done before yeah and no, like everyone had tried no one could do it and it took him like something mad like a hundred tries yeah, and yeah. the hundredth try he did it and he's like his knees were really broken yeah blah, blah, blah. But when you have that adrenaline man it's just like when you get that close to something like it's like yeah, oh, you just you need to keep going like there's nothing in your mind that would be like I need to stop it's like I'm this close to getting it like if I just but I, I was was totally blown away by that and the thing and this has happened loads of times in sports and, and all endeavours in life no one had ever done it they've been trying for 10 years he yeah. does it and then like in next to no Other time at all know. somebody else does it but that's but I was about it's to say, just crazy to say, do you know what's insane now so he did a 900 and he was the first person to ever do it right a 13 year old kid a couple of years ago did a 1260 <laughs> on the same ramp <laughs> at 13, the same ramp at 13 so it's like you think about like but that's just the evolution of sport but as you say like it's crazy because like I actually did the world's first double side flip in parkour on floor so I did a double side flip on the floor uh-huh. and no one had ever done it before and it was like a massive thing that blew up. But as you said, it's the exact same. And then like over the, it took like a couple of months and then someone else did it. Some 60 year old woman does and it. Then, <laughs> then another, yeah, and then another couple of months, someone else did it. And then another couple, because the evolution of sport, you know, sometimes you need to see that it's possible to actually do it. Like you need to see someone mm-hmm. do something and then it's like unlocked in your mind. Wow. It's, it's like a similar thing you hear about like Mount Everest. Like uh, people died so many times trying to climb it. And now they have a company that collects rubbish on the way up. Yeah. It's just it's because became one that guy standard. Yeah. yeah, it's became that standard. Someone's running about with a litter picker. And just yeah, because there's so many people heading up and down yeah. there. Whereas it was once seen as near impossible. Yeah. Mm. yeah oh, we, it's a, is it, um, what was the mile? Was it the four minute mile or three minute mile? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's three minutes. It's three minute mile. I think. So it's like, you know, no one did yeah, that. Don't quote me. And then they sure. did it. And then now it just it's buys her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it's just Oh, nice thing. flex, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's just that thing. Like, exactly. It's like a mental unlock in your brain. It's yeah. like, well, someone's done it. So if they can do it, what well, someone else can surely mm-hmm. do it. And that's just, and again, evolution of sport. Things will always get more insane. Um, things are always being pushed further all the time. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. 
It's really interesting. I'm a walking Instagram quote machine today, but <laughs> another one of our favorite quotes here, <laughs> best of Belfast, is from a previous guest, right? So she was yeah. brought up in a wee small uh, place called Sam Mills in Northern Ireland. She um, became an engineer, blah, blah, blah. She's like the CEO of like a billion dollar company now yeah. in Silicon Valley. Unbelievable. Sarah Fryer. Unbelievable. Uh, she was involved in setting this place up. And one of her big things is you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. And I, I'm really grateful for this conversation because I'm inspired by guys like you yeah. who are being things so that younger guys can see it exactly. so that well, they can I mean, then yeah. go to the next part, if that makes sense. Because you have to go, for, someone has to go for it. That's the whole thing. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's in parkour and whatever. You, someone has to be the person who thinks, I'm going to do it. Because there was no other professionals for me in parkour from uh, Northern Ireland or Ireland. So it was like, or whatever the whole... So like for that to happen even in my mind I was like it's probably not possible like no one's gonna I think you automatically think you're predisposed being from Northern Ireland that you're at some sort of disadvantage because you're at you're in a small and to a degree it is true especially in sport it's definitely harder to be recognised in any sport being from here say if you're in mainland UK or whatever but it's then you need to just be the person to push that and think mm. well if I can be as good or better than other people then surely you know you can you can make the things happen that you want to happen so yeah Legend. that's it it's a good quote that's a good quote shoulders of giants be, lads let's you do can't it be what you, you can't be what you can't see I, li- I like that one I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that you can't be what you can't see that's good George thanks for your time yes thank you very much really for appreciate me on. it Roscoe, Mark appreciate it and catch you again next time guys thanks for tuning in unreal we're done awesome <laughs> happy days